think of his chips, doggo. Set your sights higher. The shops along the seafront were mostly boarded up, battered by wind-blown sand and salt. Stacks of deck chairs on the beach were chained down under tarpaulins. A few hardy dog-walkers were out and about, but no one else. The whole town was shut up and stored away. They came to the pier. Let's take a look-see, Jaffa suggested, climbing over a turnstile. There was a booth nearby, but it wasn't banned. The boys trooped after their leader, clumping onto shaky boards. They fought the wind, walking towards the pagoda-like green structure at the end of the pier. On a board in the shape of an arrow was written, This way to the Emporium Palace of Wonders, Arcade of Education, Variety Nightly, Admission Sixpence. There was no admission price in new money. As he clambered over the turnstile, Fred noticed a poster on the side of the booth. A comical drunk in a long army greatcoat sat in a pub with a slinky blonde draped round him. Half the woman's face was covered by a wave of hair. She was smoking a cigarette in a holder, the smoke forming a skull with swastika eye sockets. The slogan was, Careless Talk Costs Lives. The poster might have been up since the war. No. The colours were too bright, as if just from the printers. It must be part of an exhibition. Come on, Fred, said Oscar. Last one in the sissy. Seamoth wasn't big enough to support the pleasure pier these days, but it had been a fashionable resort around the turn of the century. Seventy-odd years of decline hadn't yet dragged the attraction into the sea. The structure projected out from the beach, struts and pillars temporarily resisting the eternal push and pull of the waves. It couldn't stand up on its own much longer. Everything creaked like a ship at sea. Looking down, Fred saw churning foam through ill-fitting, water-warped boards. He thought he saw crabs tossed around in the water. They reached the Emporium. It was turquoise over gunmetal, the paint coming off in swathes. Ingraham put a dent in a panel with his armoured toe. Freckles flew off. "'This shed looks about ready to collapse,' Oscar said, shaking a loose railing. "'Maybe we should give it a shove.' Oscar hopped from one foot to another, looking like a clog-dancer, shoulders heaving. "'Everything's shut!' Doggo whined. Jaffa sneered with pity at the kid. A three-inch orange line on the king's skin scalp looked like a knife-scar, but was a birth malformation. Skull-plates not knit properly. It was probably why he was a psycho-nutter. With an elbow, Jaffa smashed a pane of glass and reached inside. He undid a clasp and pulled a door open, then stood aside like a doorman, indicating the way in. Doggo straightened himself, took hold of his lapels, and strutted past. Jaffa tripped him and put a boot on his backside, shoving the kid into the dark. Doggo whined as he hit the floor. Jaffa went inside, and the boys followed. Fred got out his lighter and flicked on a flame. The Emporium seemed bigger inside than it had on the outside, like Doctor Who's police box. There were posters up on freestanding boards, announcing shows and exhibitions that must have closed years ago, or attractions that were only open in the two weeks that passed for summer on the south coast. Mysteries of the Empire, Chu Chin Chow, annual talent contest. Don't think anyone's home, Oscar said. 
Fred couldn't understand why Jaffa was so interested in the pier. There was nothing here to nick. No one to put the boot into. Nothing much worth smashing. Certainly no bints to shag. But Jaffa had been drawn here. The kingskin was on some private excursion in his own head. Was there something going on? Stepping into the emporium, Fred felt on edge, as if something just out of sight were watching. The atmosphere was heavy, between the smell of the sea and the mustiness of damp and forgotten exhibits. There was a greenish submarine glow, the last of cloudy daylight filtered through painted-over glass. "'I don't like it!' whined Doggo. Jaffa launched a half-strength kick into the kid's gut, curling him into a fetal horseshoe around his boot. Doggo's lungs emptied and his face shut. He was determined not to cry. Poor bastard. If there wasn't a packy or a hippie or a queer about, Jaffa was just...